Hey, creepy crawlers. I'm Katie. I'm Nate. And this is Case of the Creeps. Thank you for tuning in tonight to the Plainsfield Home Shopping Network. Tonight we have some exciting, exciting things for you to purchase. <laughs> and we're going to start out tonight with a belt. How many people do? How many of you need a belt? If you're like, if you're like, oh, perfect. If you're like me and your pants fall below your ass for no reason at all, we have the gift for you and your loved ones. Tonight, it's made of 100%. Nipples. That's right. 100% nipples. You would think it is Corinthian leather. It is not. It is 100% nipples. And if you act now, and it's... Oh, oh I forgot to tell you the price, didn't I? You didn't did. I? It was like $19.99, baby. And for the low price of $19.99, you will get two gifts. One is a box of vulvas. <laughs> That's right. For $19.99, you will get a belt made of nipples, a box of vulvas, and not one, but two skull cap bowls. That's right, two. And if you order now, if you order now, within the next 20 minutes, I'll throw in, now hear me out, I'll throw in a facial mask, okay, made of real face. <laughs> and this is just for you folks at home. You should. This is a great deal. Okay, how can you turn it down? All right. Think of the exfoliating, rejuvenating gifts that this facial mask will get you. And this belt is perfect. Your grandmother will love it. Wear it to your next holiday affair. <laughs> yes, yes. Please wear it to see Nana on Christmas. There, are so many people have so many questions about this belt made of nipples. Where can we order said nipple paper? <laughs> right here at the Plainsfield Shopping Network. 1-800-That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget your box of vulvas and your two skull cups. <laughs> all for the right price of 19 dollars <laughs> that's right. You get all that for nineteen ninety nine. but you have to call with... Oh, we're down to 15 minutes. <laughs> I... I... <laughs> I don't have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> Except I think that was your best one. It's made it, it looks like Corinthian leather. It's not. <laughs> it's Corinthian leather. Complete with areola and whatever the extra <clears throat> nipple part is. <laughs> the tip. crawlers to another episode of case of the creeps i am katie and i am your home shopping network <laughs> host nate <laughs> it has felt like a fucking eternity tell me i'm wrong it yeah fucking breakdown of equipment so. oh god if you guys could have seen just the mass amount of panic that I have been in these past two weeks trying to get things sorted out so that we could get back up and running, I, it's been a very interesting show. I'm pretty sure my husband is... Wow. Yep. I'm pretty sure my husband is all, like, contemplating divorce at this point. But I got a new computer. We got that taken care of, so we're back up and running and back to it. So 
couple just small things because I really just want to jump into this this episode tonight and not fuck around a lot. Don't forget, we do we are live on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash case of the creeps. We have three tiers that you guys can choose from. Lots of cool bonus material. Now that I have my computer back up and going, we'll be able to get that taken care of. And Nate is working on getting his computer up and going. It's been an absolute nightmare. I don't know what's going on. I get so fucking frustrated by technology (laughs) that it makes me want to make a belt of nipples. (laughs) So we're working on Nate, but... It would be easier to make a belt of nipples. At this point, I'm starting to agree with you. Um, so we have the Patreon. We appreciate you guys so much for donating to us. Um, don't forget we are on Facebook at Case of the Creeps Podcast. You can like us there. You can also join our private group, which is COTC Group. Find the password and agree to the rules. You can join the creepy side. I am not going to be going into any other info at this moment. If we want to talk about anything, we'll do it at the end. But tonight's a very interesting case for our return from our hiatus which i swear to god is not going to happen again anytime soon i was not happy with that but we are going to actually not me no no it will not be me tonight who will be taking lead and doing all the factual things it's going to be papa bear and we're going to i'm scared (laughs) i haven't done any research whatsoever so i'm kind of going into this blind with you guys tonight but Papa Bear has been so gracious as to accept taking lead of none other than the butcher of Plainfield, Mr. Ed Gein. Ed fucking Gein. I know his story, but I don't know his story, so I'm kind of excited to see what you have. He's not technically a serial killer because he was only like attributed to two actual murders, but he did a lot of grave robbing. A lot, lot, yeah, a lot of... I read the list. He did a lot of... I, I read the list, and the list was enough for to make my stomach churn of just, like, knowing he had these things in his house with him. It very, like, uncomfortable. <laughs> very weird. And, like, we'll get into it, but it's... it's He's wild. So, would you say he deserves a trigger warning? Nah. Okay. Nah. I mean, he was fucked up in... He was fucked up, but he was a grave robber. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Okay. So, with all that being said and done, are you ready to crack this case? Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh. <laughs> God. Ooh, cheers to the butcher. I need some skull cups. <laughs> I've actually come to like these. Have you? Yeah. I will stick with uh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were yelling at me for a second. <laughs> Your eyes watering? Yep. (laughs) I am, I think, as ready as I'm going to be, so go ahead and take it away, sir. Now, Ed Gein, it's pretty cut and dry because there's a lot of just his, like, a lot of information came from him other than them finding, like, walking into his farmhouse after he was eventually caught. So, we'll start out. Anyways, Ed, Edward Theodore Gein was born... Uh, August 27th, 1906, in La Crosse, Wisconsin. He was the second of two boys of George Philip Gein, who was born in 1873, wrapped your head around that fucking date, and Augusta <laughs> Will... <laughs> Will Neem... <laughs> Will Neem... Wait, wait, what is it? Will Helmine. Will Helmine? Mm-hmm. 
Gein, who was born in 1878. Uh, Gein had an elder brother, Henry George Gein, who was born in 1901. And his mother, Augusta, was a fervently religious and nominally Lutheran woman. Oh, God. She preached her sons about immorality of the world and the evil of drinking and her belief that all women, apart from herself, were naturally promiscuous and instruments of the devil. Oh, so every everyone was bad except for Mommy Garrett. To her, everybody was dirty and disgusting, especially women, and it, they were tools of the devil, and they were there specifically to destroy them. You know, I'm getting um, Bo- Bobby Boucher's mom's vibe exactly. right now. This is exactly. exactly what I'm getting right now. It's the devil. She showed me her boobies, and I like them too. <laughs> So, it's very fitting. She reserved uh, time every afternoon to read to them from the Bible, usually selecting <clears throat> verses from the Old Testament and the Book of Revelation. So she was fucking fire and brimstone. Wow. She made sure that she put the fear into these boys. And <laughs> let's go to say that this is like the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. Ugh. So they were <laughs> they were already dealt the hand of lower intelligence, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Especially Ed. They got he, they got dealt a bad hand from the start, from the sounds. Yeah. But where was Dad? He was there. Okay. <laughs> so the Old Testament and the Book of Revelation concerning death, murder, and divine retribution. Oh, my God. Now, she hated her husband. She oh. hated him. He was an alcoholic who was unable, unable to keep a job. He'd worked at various times as a carpenter, a tanner, an insurance salesman, and this was all during his time in lacrosse. He also owned a local grocery shop. But he soon sold the business and left the city with his family to live in isolation on a 155 acre, uh, which is 63 hectare, whatever the fuck that means, 155 acre farm uh, in the town of Plainfield, Wisconsin. So, even further to the middle of fucking nowhere. Oh my god. So, which that became the Gein's family permanent residence. And that was, was that in La Crosse or was that now in Plainfield? That was in Plainfield. Okay. Augusta took advantage of the farm's isolation by turning away outsiders who could have influenced her son. Ed left the farm only to attend school. Now, outside of school, Gein spent most of his time doing chores on the farm. So, he was he was shy, and he didn't really hang out with anybody too much because of his mom, mm-hmm. obviously, who was a fucking tyrant. His classmates and teachers remembered him as having strange mannerisms, such as seemingly random laughter. Oh. As if he were laughing at his own personal jokes. And to make matters worse, his mom would punish him whenever he tried to make friends. And so despite his poor social development, Gein did fairly well in school, particularly in reading. Okay, so wait. So it was very, like... No one's going to love you, Eddie. I'm the only one for you. Everyone else is the devil. What? Then the brother is taking this too, the older brother, Henry. And he's just taking all of this in too? Like, he's just kind of there? He's there for it, but he's not as influenced as Ed was. Ed was a mama's boy. Okay. <clears throat> and He lived <clears throat> to please mom. Yes, exactly. And, like, from a young age, it was beat into him that she was the only one that's ever going to love him. And all the other women are dirty. She's like... Listen, little Eddie. <laughs> little Eddie. <laughs> listen, listen here, Eddie. If you, you can't let the women touch you, okay? If you let the women touch you, they'll give you the cooties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And you'll get the cock crustaceans. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Wait, so, like, is it 
did they have the birds and the bees talk? If like all women were filthy, then like would that even happen? <laughs> yeah, in the movie it was it was fucking intense the way they showed it in the because I'd seen the movie before. It was a long time ago, but from what I remember, she was like, "They're fucking dirty, and their fucking vaginas are dirty." Oh my god! It was like shit like that. It was like they're fucking, they're disgusting. Holy mom's gonna love you. Now come suck on my tit. (laughs) Shit like that. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, mama. (laughs) So that was pretty much their whole life. It wasn't very eventful, other than you know his mom beating him. And his dad being a fucking complete drunk. So there was physical abuse too. No, I don't know that his dad beat him. Would you say? It'd be I would more just like assume. mental abuse. Yeah, maybe. I don't think his dad was really there. More so absent, right. probably. He was just he fucking he he just hated life, I suppose. Ugh. So on April first, nineteen forty, Ed Gein's father George died of a heart failure <gasps> caused by alcoholism. Oh! At the age of sixty-six. He was like, fucking take me, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Oh, no. So, Henry and Ed began doing odd jobs around town to help cover living expenses. And the brothers were generally considered reliable and honest by residents of the community. While both worked as handyman, Ed also frequently babysat for neighbors. He enjoyed babysitting, seeming to relate more easily to children than adults. Henry began dating a divorced mother of two and planned to move in with her. He worried about his brother's attachment to their mother and often spoke ill of her around Ed, who responded with shock and hurt. Uh. And it was a lot of times that he would stand up to his mom during these fucking biblical rants to the two of them. Because he was, uh, you know, fairly older than Ed. Mm -hmm. So he would stand up and be like, shut the fuck up, mom, you're a crazy bitch. He's like, I'm getting pooned, and I ain't dead. <laughs> and Eddie's just like, oh, no. Oh, can you describe it? <laughs> he's like, what did you see? He's oh. like, it's like, it was warm. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> it was nice. It's like, it's not what mom said. Mom said it had teeth. <laughs> oh, no. So, on May 16th, 1944, Henry and Ed were burning away marsh vegetation on the property. The fire got out of control, drawing the attention of the local fire department. By the end of the day, the fire having been extinguished and the firefighters gone, Ed reported his brother missing. Wait, so he was there and then just poof, he disappeared? Him and his brother were out trying to fight the fire, quote unquote, and Henry never came back. Huh? So after the firefighters left, Ed reported him missing. After the firefighters left? Yes. After the firefighters left? Yeah, no, 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 no. It was perfectly normal. (laughs) It was absolutely normal. Huh? Listen, guys, I was out there. No! Listen. Listen. He was there one moment, and then he was gone, okay? What, did, did like, smoke get in your eye and oh, you lose yeah. sight of well, your brother? Yeah, the fire was everywhere. I mean, come on. No, I have questions. Keep going. I have I have questions now. <laughs> I didn't know about this. I didn't. Uh, I'm, okay. So, wait. with lanterns and flashlights, a search party searched for Henry, whose dead body was found lying face down. Okay, uh, Okay. Apparently, he had been dead for some time, and it appeared that the cause of death <coughs> was heart failure, since he had not been burned or injured otherwise. Wait, so you mean to tell me that he just poof disappeared, he pulled a Harry Potter, disappeared, and then is found after the fire is gone with no, no burn marks? Okay, so you gotta figure... These are fucking low-rent, backwoods, fucking hillbilly cops and firefighters. They're out there fighting the fire as normal kids would at the uh-huh. time. 
And then he comes up and he's like, oh, the smoke, it was in my eyes. I couldn't see. <laughs> like, oh. oh. He's like, next thing you know, there were flames everywhere, sir. And then I turned around and he was gone. <laughs> he was like, you, no. So. No. He killed his brother. So it was later reported by a biographer that Henry had bruises on his head. <gasps> on his. Oh. So the police. Did he? The, yes. Did he? Yes. He's like, clunk. <laughs> like, oh. Oh. <laughs> No, the fire did that. So, yeah, of course. No, you've seen the cartoons where the oh. fire comes to life and it fucking oh, I'm gonna have a picks up a wooden this. club. I'm gonna have a and field day. hits the brother in the back of the head, and there's nothing the younger brother can do. He's like, "Oh God, I tried to fight off the flames." No, like, you should have seen me right now. I was like Joe Stockton. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like Joe Stockton. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> So the police dismissed the possibility of foul play, and the what? county yeah, and the county coroner later officially listed asphyxiation as the cause of death. Uh, so like, hmm, asphyxiate like you can't breathe, and there's bruises on your head. Hmm. They just they just figured that maybe he died of smoke inhalation. No. And no. they fell like. Bonk, he bonked, his head. He, yeah, he like bonked his head. No. It's like, oh, the cops are like, no, that's normal. He hit his head while he's falling down. There was rubbish and fucking... Fall. Did he go... Is this, is this one of the murders that he went down for? <laughs> no, he never went down for this one. You're fucking no. kidding me. No. This is way... Nope. You're kidding this me. This was way before. Oh. <sighs> he killed his brother. <laughs> he killed his brother because he went against... It makes sense. He went against Mommy Dearest. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the authorities accepted the accident, what? Uh, the accident theory, but no official investigation was conducted. Are you kidding me? And an autopsy was not performed. So you would never be able to know if it actually was smoke inhalation or not because you never performed the other half of the job? Is that what I'm understanding? Is that what I'm understanding right now? Yes. What the fuck? Ah. <laughs> uh. So, I have friends in the justice system, so I don't want to be, like, super, super rude, but what the fuck is going on right now? So. I'm so mad. <laughs> so, it, in retrospect, it was possible and likely that Henry's death was the Cain and Abel aspect of this case. Yes! It yes. absolutely was 100%. He hits him, he's like, oh! He's like, oh, shoot, what have I done? He hits him again. He's like, oh, God, what have I continued to do? He hits him again. Oh, my... It... <laughs> This is so. infuriating. This, this, so this guy, this Henry died for no apparent cause, rhyme or reason, at all. Correct. And had never, no one knows how he died. So his his murder, his murder, I his murder went unsolved, one hundred percent. Correct. So I'm mad. So Gene and his mother are now alone. Yeah. So he got exactly what he fucking wanted. That's exactly what he wanted. So, Augusta. Uh, so, Gein, so Gene and his mom are now alone. Augusta has a paralyzing stroke shortly after Henry's death, and Gene devoted himself to taking care of her. Oh, this is the perfect storm. This is the perfect yep. storm. This is n- nurture. This is one hundred percent nurture. This is too much titty milk. <laughs> this is what this is. This is bad. So. <laughs> oh, I like it when I don't know the case. This so. Ca- oh, wow. So now sometime in 1945, <coughs> Gene later recounted his mother and he visited a man named Smith 
who live nearby uh, to purchase straw. And according to Gein, Augusta witnessed Smith beating a dog. A woman inside the Smith home came outside and yelled for him to stop. But beat, <laughs> Smith beat the dog to death. Oh my god! Uh, Augusta was extremely upset by the scene. However, what bothered her did not appear to be the brutality towards the dog, but rather the presence of the woman. Huh? Augusta told Ed that the woman was not married to Smith and had no business being there and angrily called her Smith's harlot. Don't pay attention to fucking her. Pay attention to the dog that just innocently fucking died. What is wrong with you? Listen here, you fucking harlot. You need to get back in the house and mind your own fucking business, okay? What he does to that dog is now your whore business, you fucking tramp. Now, get in there and close up your legs, okay, you fucking trash. She wasn't even, she doesn't even know what she was Cover your eyes, Ed. You don't need to see this. <laughs> Cover, Cover your eyes. eyes. Yes, mama. Yes, mother. Oh my! And this is the stroke. This is what gave her the stroke. Was this incident? <laughs> no, she had already had one. Oh, so this is. Oh, okay, okay. So, so this is something after now. She okay. had a second stroke soon after, and her health deteriorated rapidly. Okay, so she was bedridden then. Yes. Okay. Oh my. Yes. Wow. This sounds like the karma train came for you, Augusta. Uh. Very much so. Okay, so now up to this point, so we had we had a family of four, but then dad died from alcoholism. Then Henry was murdered by his brother during a brush fire. I don't fucking care what anybody else says. So now it's just a very lovesick puppy for mama, Ed, uh, and yep. a very in need of dependence mom to Ed. From two strokes. Yes. Who so, has just drilled all of this fucking nonsense into this child's brain. Okay, and this also made Ed very effeminate. Really? He had an effeminate nature due to his, you don't his say. father not being there. So he was bullied uh, as a child as well, religiously. He really had no good fucking leg. He, he yes. unfortunate fucking start. <laughs> he had, uh, you know, he had the off-putting mannerisms. Yeah. Uh, such as the random laughter, as if he were laughing at his own jokes. Well, he probably had nobody else to talk to, so he found himself fucking funny. He had to find some sort of comedy relief. Yes. Oh, this poor uh, kid. Yeah, and the whole time he was trying, he would repeatedly try to make his mom happy, and she was rarely... It was never Rarely, because she often abused him, uh, and... She would tell them that they were going to become failures like their father. And this was during their teens and throughout their early adulthood. And they remained detached from other people outside of the farmstead in this whole time. You know what what kind of vibes I'm getting from that aspect? That's big toe energy right there. Oh, she's got worse than big toe energy. That that's very Clarnell though, because she drilled it to Ed, you're just like your fucking father and no one liked your fucking father. Yeah. When you think yeah. about it. And it's it's weird how a lot of them with mommy issues are like that. It is, but in the same sense, like, this is one of those cases, too, where you, you almost sympathize with the main guy, like, Ed Gein. Like, you almost halfway sympathize for him until, like, obviously he takes it too far. But, like, when you hear this childhood and this history and stuff, it's like, man, you really, you, you, didn't, you didn't have it set up for you, like, at all. So, after his brother's death... He lived alone with his mother, and she died on December 29th, 1945, after several strokes. Uh, <sighs> at which time, Gein lost his only friend and one true love, 
and he was absolutely alone in the world. And all he had was that fucking farmhouse. All he had. Gein remained on the farm, supporting himself with earnings from odd jobs. He boarded up rooms used by his mother, including the upstairs, downstairs parlor, and living room, leaving them untouched. He lived in a small room next to the kitchen, and Gein became interested in reading death cult, death cult magazines and adventure stories. Oh, he that's al- a far left turn. Yep. So, <laughs> he also, uh, lots of porn. Oh, he was into porn? Yeah, he had lots of porn. Wow. But wouldn't he feel as though mom would be disappointed in him if she knew? Uh, he probably did it because of that. I'm sure he... Maybe it was a rebellious phase that never was able to happen until this time. Maybe. Of like, oh, she can't stop me now, and she can't necessarily hurt me now. Yeah, because maybe he used it as an outlet. Maybe. But at the same sense, it's just like, I don't know. It feels more It feels more of a rebellious side, but it also could be just, he ha- he's an adult now. Like, he's he's got to be in his 30s, 40s at this time. Mm, yeah, I would think so. No, probably his, yes, probably his 30s. I would say mid-30s. Mid-30s. By this time. So this is probably, like, he's probably never had any interaction with girls. So he's probably like, I don't even know what the first thing would be. What if it's education? But it's, like, a morbid education. Well, let's see. Shortly after his mother's death, Gainey decided he wanted a sex change. Oh, wait. Yep. Okay, I take back everything I just said. So. (laughs) Yep. Oh, okay. (laughs) This leads to his sexual confusion. Okay. So, Augusta's strict view of life sowed the seeds of sexual confusion and adolescent ed. His natural attraction towards girls clashed with his mother's warnings of eternal damnation. A naturally shy and slightly effeminate boy, Ed never dated girls and had a healthy interaction with anyone of the opposite sex. Instead, he nurtured a bizarre, almost Oedipal... Oedipal devotion to his harridan of a mother. Augusta Gein was not only a mother, wife, and domestic rule maker, but also the family breadwinner. She ran a grocery store on the cross, which was her father's. Right. Which was the father's. And a growing metropolis of the banks in the Mississippi, halfway between Milwaukee and Wisconsin. But in 1914, disgusted by, disgusted by the depravity of the town, she decided to move the family. So in two different things, it's he moved the family and she moved the family. So, there's conflicting stories there. Okay, I was going to say. So, I'm I'm not sure what one. Hmm. To... I, if I had to put my money on it, I would say it'd be Augusta trying to just alienate the family more so yeah. that she has that control. Yes. Like, 100%. So, my money's on Augusta. All right, so that was a little more on... Her. Him and her. Okay. So, he can find himself mostly in the kitchen in a small utility room that he converted into a bedroom. So, he read... He read the sci-fi books and shit. He also read anatomy books and pulp fiction. Oh, God. So, <clears throat> it was mostly stories about wartime atrocity, atrocities and South Sea cannibals. Oh. So, oh. It, it was at this time... Oh, no. ...when he decided that he wanted to be oh, a no. woman. Oh, no. So... And this is... This is... Yes. Okay. Ed went further and began to prowl the local cemetery, robbing the bodies of women... 
after reading about their funerals in the local papers. Why? Mostly he chose older women, some of whom he knew vaguely. What? And went for plumper mature ladies who reminded me um, reminded him of his dear departed old mom. Ugh. Why? Like what what compelled him to just you know what? I'm gonna go rob a grave. So he went zero to, to a thousand. Six, zero to a hundred real fucking quick. Yeah, that's literally like I'm reading porn one day and I'm interested in this cool alien sci-fi chick getting it on and then waking up the next morning and reading an obituary and goes, that's a nice grave to go dig up. Like, like, what? You know what I really need for this skin suit? A nice set of tits. <laughs> like, 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 wh- <laughs> why? <clears throat> so it, he wanted to build a skin suit. Yep. Oh. So. Okay, continue. <laughs> Oh. Ugh. This is gross. Yep. Ugh. He started making trophies for himself. And at this time, he was, you know, he'd be in and out of town. Mm, why? And just to get stuff. Oh. You know. Just supplies. And it was, it was shown in the movie he would invite, and this, there was accounts of it too, that he would invite children over because they saw it as a museum. That it was funny. He'd have all this weird shit in his house. And the kids would come over and fucking come and hang out and look at all the weird shit. In Wait, his time house. out. Are you telling me that Ed Gein was the original Ripley's Believe It or Not? <laughs> yes, he had. It was said that he had shrunken heads that he said came from his cousin overseas. Anyways, we'll get into that. Oh, so oh. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> this is so. weird. <laughs> Okay. Oh, no, no. Yep. This is the reason why you wanted to lead. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. He cut faces, strips of skin, whole breasts, and genitalia from the dead, and fashioned them into hideous trophies, which he late, which were later found in his home. Visitors to the farmhouse, and there were few occasionally caught gl- and there were few occasionally caught glimpses of these morbid ornaments. Mm-hmm. But Ed, who continued to potter around town doing handyman chores, managed to laugh it off and claimed that <laughs> they were wartime souvenirs his cousin had found while fighting the Japanese in the Pacific. Mm. His grave robbing antics went unnoticed for years. But in years? Years. But in nineteen fifty four he was forced to give it up when his accomplice moved into a home. So he was robbing graves, and then after this, he had to take to murder. So. Oh my god. Yes. So, during this time, after his mom died, Gein held onto the farm and earned money from odd jobs. He boarded up the rooms, he read the magazines and on cannibals and Nazi atrocities. He was a handyman and received farm subsidy from the federal government starting in 1951. He occasionally worked for local municipal road crew and crop threshing crews <clears throat> in the area. Sometime between 1946 and 1956, he also sold an 80-acre parcel of land that his brother Henry had owned. Mm-hmm. Now, to the crimes. Mm-hmm. So, during this whole time, he's grave robbing. This entire time this he's entire, been grave robbing. He's been grave robbing, oh. and he's been making nibble belts and fucking... <laughs> yes. So, on the morning of November 16th, 1957... Plainfield hardware store owner Bernice Warden disappeared. A Plainfield resident reported that the hardware store's truck had been driven out from the rear of the building at around 9.30 a.m. The hardware store saw few customers the entire day. Some area residents believed that this was because of deer hunting season. Mm. Bernice Warden's son, Deputy Sheriff Frank Warden, entered the store around 5 p.m. to find the store's cash register open and bloodstains on the floor. 
it was his mom. Yeah, it was the, the deputy mom. sheriff. Frank Warden told investigators that on the evening before his mother's disappearance, Gein had been in the store and that he would, and that he was to have returned the next morning for a gallon of antifreeze. A sales slip from the gallon of antifreeze is the last receipt written by Warden uh, on the morning that she disappeared. On the evening of the same day, Gein was arrested at a West Plainfield grocery store, and the Washuhara County Sheriff's Department searched the Gein farm. Mm. So. <laughs> Heads up, guys, because this is about to get kind of gnarly. Okay. When Arthur Sheckley arrived at a Wisconsin farmhouse on the evening of November 17th, 1957, he was in for... <laughs> Quite a treat, I bet. It was a it was a good surprise. Ugh. So, Mr. Sheckley, a sheriff from the nearby town of Plainsfield, was investigating the disappearance of 58-year-old shopkeeper Bernice Warden. Evidence from her store, a receipt that they had found, placing Ed Gein as being the last one there, and a trail of blood near the, the till that was missing cash, led them to his farmhouse. Mm. The owner, 51-year-old Ed Gein was not in, but Sheriff Sheckley had a warrant to search the premises. As he walked through as he walked through the trash in the darkened kitchen, he brushed into something hanging from the ceiling. Oh my god. He turned and shone his torch on the object. Mm. It was a naked human carcass beheaded, disemboweled and hung upside down from a ceiling beam. Mr. Sheckley gagged at the sight of it, mm. but managed to avoid throwing up. The carcass turned out to be the freshly gutted remains of Miss Warden. The police found her head in a burlap sack in another part of the house. Oh my god. Nails had been hammered through each ear and tied together like with twine, as if in readiness for the head to be hung up as a trophy. Detectives spent the entire night and the next day thralling through the house, and what they found marked a horrific new low in the annals of an American crime. Somebody had been using female body parts to fashion a series of ghoulish artifacts. A belt had been studded with nipples. A soup bowl had been, cre- had been created out of the top of a skull, and lampshade- lampshades and chairs had been fashioned out of human skin. Oh my god. Police found a box full of noses, a curtain pull with a pair of women's lips sewn into uh. it, a shoebox under the bed contained dried female vulvas, oh my god, this is fucking and hanging disgusting. up in the closet was a shirt made of human skin, complete with a pair of breasts. A shirt? Yep. <laughs> that was his skin suit. Yep. <laughs> on the I'm wall, so creeped out. On the wall were the faces of nine women, carefully preserved and mounted like the bizarre collection of a human hunter. No. Ed Gein had some ex- serious explaining to do. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he was arrested and taken to Watoma County Jailhouse where police interrogated him. Gein initially denied everything, but gradually he cracked. Um, I would think so. It's in your house, buddy. So. No. Oh, God. So? After years of fucking grave robbing, man. So searching the house, authorities found four noses, whole human bones and fragments, nine masks of human skin, bowls made from human skulls, ten female heads with the top sawn off. Oh, my God. Human skin covering several chair seats, Mary Hogan's head in a paper bag, Bernice Warden's head in a burlap sack, Nine vulvas in a shoebox. Oh my god. Skulls on his bedpost. Organs in the refrigerator. A pair of lips on a drawstring for a nightshade, or for a window shade. A belt made from human female nipples. And a lampshade made from the skin of a human face. 
These artifacts were photographed at the crime lab and then properly destroyed. How do you destroy that? <laughs> you burn it. You, <laughs> you fucking burn it. You're burning... Like, you, you're being forced to burn someone else, though. Like, you... This person was disturbed in the afterlife, and now you're having to essentially put it back into the afterlife. <laughs> this is unnerving. It's like... This is, this is what I was talking about earlier. Like, you feel sympathy, but then you hear this, and <laughs> you're you like, imagine? I changed my mind. Can you imagine? He's like, that, none of that was mine. He's like, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, Luna just fell, <laughs> fell off the table. <laughs> okay. Could, so, y'all right? Could you, could you, pride's, you, pride's a little hurt there. Can you imagine the cops interrogating him? They're like, come on, Ed. We know it was you. We found all this stuff. He's like, no, no, that was mine. None of that was mine. Yeah, but Ed, nobody lives in the house with you, my No, guy. no. Listen, Ed. We found the belt of nipples. He's like, eee. He's like, oh, That yeah. one hurts. He's like, okay, well, maybe that was mine. Yeah, okay, the belt nipples. The nipples made a... The belt made nipples was mine, okay? Okay. <laughs> I'll sell it to you Is for it a crime? Yeah, for $19.99. <laughs> I got that off the Home Shopping Network, okay? <laughs> no, you didn't, Ed. You're a fucking liar. But it's from Home Goods. Ed. We found the box. He's like, could you describe the box? <laughs> what? And box? you know the box we're talking about. The one with all the vaginas in it. He's like, yeah, we should go. That oh. one hurts too. Was okay, you found that, did you? <laughs> like, did you now? Fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, but none of the other stuff. Ed, there was nine face masks. It was a deal. There was, it came with the belt. Oh. Listen, Ed, we, we gotta take in, you simple-minded fool. Oh, shit. You know what he could he could have called his supermarket? You know what he could have called it? Gein's Goods. He could have called it Gein's Goods. Spare parts. <laughs> Spare parts. <laughs> Gein's Goods spare parts. <laughs> oh. Jesus. Oh, my God. So, okay, and that was the full list? That was the full list. Oh, okay. Good, because so, that's fucking unnerving. When questioned, Gein told investigators <coughs> that between 1947 and 1952, he made as he made as many as 40 nocturnal visits to three local graveyards to exhume <clears throat> recently buried bodies while he was in a daze-like state. On about 30 of those visits, he, he said he had come out of the daze while in the cemetery left the grave in good order, and returned empty-handed. Well, I would hope so. He's like, That's well, how you're supposed to return from a he's graveyard. Like, he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> he said on other occasions, he dug up the graves of recently buried middle-aged women he thought resembled his mother and took the bodies home where he... <laughs> Jesus Christ, he gets better. No. Where he tanned their skins to make his paraphernalia. Gain admitted robbing nine graves leading investigators to their locations... Because authorities were uncertain as to whether the slight Gein was capable of single-handedly digging up a grave in a single evening. They exhumed two of the graves and found them empty, thus corroborating Gein's confession. 
Mm. So. So he dug himself a grave. Yep. This was, so, shortly after his mother's death is when he decided that he wanted that sex change to make a woman suit, right? Right. So, uh, Gein's, uh, Gein's practice of donning the tan skin of women was described as an insane transvestite ritual. Gein denied having sex with the bodies after he exhumed, explaining they smelled too bad. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. So, he did it. He did all this to become a woman. Okay, that's... It was also said that he would go... They're dead, baby. They're he, dead. He just wanted the skin. Oh. He would go out into the fields at night wearing the skin. And... <gasps> no, he wouldn't. Yeah. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, and like jerk off. No, he would yes, not. Yes, I swear to God. That's the, the... You're lying no. to me right now. No. <laughs> no. No, no. No. So, the... You mean, you mean to tell me right now he, that the he, shirt that was in his closet that those fuckers he found? He probably jerked off in it. I'm done. <laughs> he probably went out. No, I'm done. And had a pull. <clears throat> you can stop right there. Just gave himself a tug while he's wearing the, the face mask, like the saggy skin. He's oh. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. He's crap. We didn't mention this in the beginning, but Ed Gein was one of the inspos for Silence of the Lambs. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Psycho. Psycho. And um, I don't know if it was a series or just an episode of American Horror Story 2, one of the seasons. But yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense with that information. Why... I don't like it when you lead. I changed my mind. I don't <laughs> so, prepare myself. So, during interrogation, Gein also admitted to the shooting death of Mary Hogan. They found her head, remember? Yes, okay. So, Who was Mary Hogan? She was a tavern operator missing since 1954. Oh! Oh, she was missing for a hot minute. Yes. So, a, a 16-year-old youth whose parents were friends of Gein and who attended ball games and movies with Gein reported that he was aware of... Or, that he was aware of shrunken heads. This is where the okay, shrunken heads okay. come in. He was aware of shrunken heads, which Gein had described as relics from the Philippines sent by a cousin who had served in World War II. Upon investigation by the police, these were determined to be human facial skin, oh. carefully peeled from cadavers, and used as masks by Gein. Mm, why? Okay, here's another question that I had, too. Earlier, when you were reading off the list, mm-hmm. you mentioned that they found organs. Mm-hmm. in his fridge what exactly was he going to do with those organs was he gonna nobody, nobody knows. knows nobody knows he just had them <laughs> so he's probably gonna make something out of them okay we don't maybe know he's gonna he make was... a sausage well we don't know who maybe ew. he's gonna use the intestine skin like like a, he's gonna make a sausage he's gonna have it a takes nice... a lot for me to get queasy <clears throat> he's but gonna like make a thought... nice sausage no no a nice no. sausage there's, rice so there's gumbo a, there's a possibility that he could have like pulled a Dahmer, maybe, but there's no evidence that shows he ate any of them, and he never admitted to it either. No, that's so weird. He said it like, smelled why? too bad. Were you gonna use it as a pillow? Like, what were you gonna do? <laughs> maybe a, a tie. Oh, <laughs> I am so. Or maybe dying. he was gonna use it as socks. I'm so. <laughs> he was gonna use it as socks. Just, that's <laughs> so gross. So uh, I regret asking my question. Washahara County Sheriff Art Sheckley allegedly physically assaulted Gein during questioning by banging Gein's head and face into a brick wall. <gasps> oh! 
<laughs> Causing Gein's initial confession to be ruled inadmissible. Oh my god. Sheckley died of a heart attack in December of 1968 at the age of 43, only a month after testifying at Gein's trial. Many knew him said that he was traumatized by the horror of Gein's crime, and this, this along with the fear of having to testify, especially about assaulting Gein, led to his early death. Wow. One of his friends said he was a victim of Ed Gein as surely as he had butchered him. <gasps> wow. Yep. So do they call so they call Ed the butcher of Plainfield because of what he did to these bodies? Mm. So. So okay, so he didn't he only quote butchered alive two women. Yes. But the rest was enough to give him I don't know, I feel like he he should have he I don't know if he really deserved the name butcher. I don't know. He... I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Carpenter? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He furniture! He <laughs> Maybe Taylor? The Taylor? Yeah, Taylor. He makes, the Taylor he makes of suits. Play- I like that a lot, actually. I'll deal with that. I can deal with that. The Taylor of Playfield. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one wait till next week guys just saying <laughs> all right confessions <laughs> okay so, he admitted to killing miss warden who was shot in the head with the 22 caliber rifle okay and then dragged outside to his car and transported back you know what's funny <clears throat> stop right there for a second is <clears throat> in the movie i don't know how true it is but in the movie it was funny because not that it was funny but they were doing the investigation and a sheriff had come out to his house after warden had disappeared uh-huh. and he went out there to question him because some of the kids had said that they seen him in town at at the uh the store and in the movie the sheriff comes up and he's like oh yeah miss warden's been uh been missing for quite some time and they you know they saw your name on a receipt there and you're the last one there he's like oh you want to know anything about it and he's like yeah he's like i got her tied upstairs to my bed right now he's oh like my i tied God. my bed upstairs right now and laughed and he like looked at the guy. He looked at the sheriff. The sheriff just looks at him. He's like, ah! and they both laugh about it. And the sheriff left. I don't know how true that part is. No. But yeah, it was. It was wild. And that's like, in oh. the movie. Yeah, that's in the movie. What? Oh, that's a scary thought. So he, he's got a bit of a charm to him. Yeah. Like well, a, he was like a he was he was like a fucking. I ju- wonder if it was pity charm of like, ah, it's Ed. Poor stupid Ed. Uh, yeah, almost. So. He admitted to killing her, shooting her in the head with a 20 cal- 22 caliber rifle, dragged her outside to his car, and transferred her back to the park. Later, he confessed to the murder three year uh, to the murder three years earlier of Plainfield innkeeper Mary Hogan, who okay. had vanished in mysterious circumstances. But he said most of the body parts had actually been taken from the corpses of women he had dug up in the local cemetery. Detectives were unsure if he was telling the truth, but that's when they brought him uh, to look at the graves that, and dug them up and there was nothing there. It was also thought that he may be responsible for four other murders, oh. murders in central Wisconsin dating back to 1947. One of 8-year-old Georgia Weckler who had Eight? gone yeah, who had gone missing on her way home from school and Evelyn Hartley who was 15 who had been abducted while babysitting. Also listed as a missing uh or also listed as missing were two deer hunters, Victor Travis and Ray Burgess, which it, they don't seem to fit his criteria. He wants females. Yeah, everything else were females. So I don't think that really... No. That's kind of like grass at straws. And yeah. 
they they vanished on in December of 1952, but all the body parts in the house came from female adults, including Miss Hogan, and no trace was ever found of the four missing people. Police exhumed the bodies of eight women at Plainfield Cemetery and discovered they had all been mutilated. Body parts, including faces, breasts, genitalia, oh my God. and strips of skin had been removed by someone who had carefully placed the bodies back in their coffins and placed the earth, uh, replaced the earth to avoid suspicion. Wait, so, hold on. Wait. So he went, he dug up these bodies in his haze, at which, that's another thing too. He dug them up, got what he wanted from them, and then buried them again? Yep. Whoa. That's dedication. That's You're going out with a purpose. Like, there is no haze. That's a choice. That was a very bold choice. That's another thing, too. We talked about it the other night because I did see that where it was... He was in a, a haze-like time or whatever when he went to these grave sites. Mm -hmm. What kind of haze are we talking about here? We talked about it before where it was like, is it blackout kind of haze? And then you wake up and you're like... Oh, I'm not supposed to be here. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah, or oh, is it... Oh, crap, I did He's like a werewolf. Oh, crap, I did it again. <laughs> but what if, it, what if it's not blackout? What if it's more like sleepwalking? He was at one time found not fit mentally to sit trial. Really? Yep, his first trial. Hmm. Anyways, we'll get to that. Interesting, okay. So it transpired that Gein and a trusted friend identified only as Gus had made these nocturnal raids only hours after these women's funerals after reading their obituaries in the local newspaper. Oh, so he wasn't alone. Yep, because remember I said his accomplice had moved out? accomplice, that's right. That's when he turned the murder. Okay. So he wasn't able to do it himself. No, he had to have the buddy. Yep. Buddy system. Yeah, where's the fuck that guy at? Where is Gus? Yeah, it's fucking weird. So, um... Where the fuck is Gus? Only... That's <laughs> 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 a good question. Only hours after these women's funerals, after reading their obituaries in the local newspaper, it appeared he he only began killing when Gus was moved to an old people's home and Gein was unable to carry out nocturnal uh, exertions alone. So Gus was an old fucker? Maybe. If he got there's moved not much to an on old him. folks' home? Yeah, there's not much on Listen, Gus, you're getting a little sloppy, okay? We're going to have to put you in a home. Was Gus, <laughs> was <laughs> Gus like the distract? Was he the lookout? Was Gus the lookout? I don't know. That's weird. So, Gein told detectives in a controversial, mostly uh, almost chatty way oh. how he would wear the human skin shirt around the house at night and often place the female genitalia over his naked groin as if he were a woman. I'm done. Although he, <laughs> although he was almost certainly a virgin, Gein was obsessed by women and the sexual power they had over men. Psychiatrists later concluded that he was clinically insane, but what had driven him mad... The answer, as is often the case, lay in his childhood. Yeah. You don't say. Mm-hmm. No. This <laughs> is an aggravating case. This is a very aggravating case. Like, there are a lot of holes that I I want I, I need answers on. So, after Gein's arrest, he was assessed as a mentally unfit for trial and was committed to the Central State Hospital in Wapon, Wisconsin. Mm. With Gein away from the farm, the people of Plainfield were able to wreak their vengeance on his home, which had come to embody evil in their community. On the morning of, Mar of March 20th, 1958, firefighters dashed to the Gein farmhouse, but were unable to unable, mm -hmm. but were unable to save it from being razzed, razzed to the ground by a blaze, which had almost certainly been started deliberately. Almost certainly. No, in, in no way. Oh, it was... 
Definitely. When, <laughs> when told about the fire, Gaines simply said, Yeah, just as well. Wow, so you really just don't care He didn't anymore. give a fuck. He didn't give a shit. Some of his possessions included his 1949 Ford sedan, which survived the fire and uh, were sold off at auction. Oh. The car was bought by an entrepreneur who exhibited it at State Fair under the banner, Come and see the ghoul car, in which Gein transported his victims. No. <laughs> it was not only the Gein commodity. He made who, fortune off of misfortune. He, it was not the only Gein commodity that made money. His own story was the basis of the film Psycho, in which loner Norman Bates, played yep. by Anthony Perkins, murders women out of a deranged sense of loyalty to his dead mother. Ugh. The film was an instant hit, became a classic, led to sequels, and made the studio which the sequels and made the studio which made millions. Parts of Gein's character were also uh, influencer of the Tobe Harris classic 1973 horror movie, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm. in which the killer Leatherface wears a mask made out of human skin. Just like Gein. Mm. Then there was Silence of the Lambs, which featured a transvestite serial killer called Buffalo Bill, who murders women for their skin and then dresses himself in it, up mm. in it. Finally in 2000, finally in 2000 came Ed Gein the movie, which became a minor box opposite. A minor it, box. It was terrible. It was terrible. Minor box. It's so bad I can't find it on anything. Yes. As for Gein himself, he was finally declared mentally competent to stand trial in November of 1968. He was found guilty of the first-degree murder of Ber- uh, Bernice Warden, but was found to have been insane at the time of the killing, and was sent back to the hospital in Whoopin. 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 Give him that bitch a whoopin. Much to the Kerrigan Chargan of the Warden family. Okay. Gene was a docile and am- <laughs> amenable patient. Who spent his time doing occupational therapy, rub making, rug making. I thought, rub making. Rub making. Uh, he was making so much rub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was me. I'm sure he was doing some rub making. Uh huh. And stone poli- polishing stones. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and developed an interest in being a radio ham. Oh. The head nurse said, "If all of our patients were like him, we'd have no trouble at all." Get out of my face. But some female members of the staff recalled discomfort, <laughs> discomforted when they found Gene staring at them. You've Boy, got I'd some, really like to wear your face. You've got some real nice skin. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you. What's your box look like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not very becoming of me. I shouldn't have said that. What I meant was, what's your tits look like? I was just going to say, how do your nipples look? I bet your nipples would make a fine belt. Ugh, like smooth red Corinthian. He leather. deserved to rot. <laughs> he deserved to rot in mental state prisons. So what happened next? So on July twenty sixth, damn day before my birthday. On July twenty sixth, nineteen eighty four, Ed Gein died of cancer and was buried in Plainsville Cemetery, right next to his mother. Oh, he and loved only that. yards from the grave he had robbed thirty years earlier. Ironically, vandals later desecrated his grave. Ed Gein remained for many years a boogeyman figure in much of America and his crimes still resonate today as an example of the nightmarish consequences <laughs> which can follow from a warped childhood. Too much nurture. Yep. And that's Ed Gein. And that is the butcher of Plainsfield, Ed Gein. Sorry uh, I was jumping around a lot. I'm uneasy. I'm like you like I like I was saying earlier. Usually, when I'm really good with this type of stuff, but just to know that like homeboy sat on a chair 
of human skin. Probably in human skin, pulling his pud, eating soup, <laughs> eating fucking eating soup out of a skull, wearing intestine socks. I have a really, I have a very rude question, but like it's human uh, curiosity. So he had a box of noses, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think he was like, this one looks good today? He's like in the mirror. No, like I have, a, I have a worse question. <laughs> what if? Did he put him up his butt? No. What if he wore? Sounds <laughs> like shit, doesn't it? <laughs> what if he wore the nose and then tried to smell stuff to see if he could smell it through the nose? <laughs> what? <if he laughs> You never know. (laughs) Do you need help? (laughs) No. (laughs) It is a serious question. Now that we're back on track and we can start really hitting it hard like we were before, um, let's go over a couple things just really quick before we completely close out. We started a TikTok, guys. As of right now, we're trying to gain followers on that TikTok. We have to reach a thousand followers before we can go live on there. Until we do that, we will be hosting live sessions every. Did we say Saturday or Friday? Saturday. Every Saturday night, we're gonna do Reddit reads, and we're gonna call it creep time creep time stories instead of bedtime stories. Yeah. And we're just going to read funny Reddit, you know, ghost stories, creepypasta stories, stuff like that. Bigfoot erotica. Bigfoot erotica we can find. We'll read. Oh, I can find it. Um, But you guys can watch those lives on, for the time being, it's going to be at my TikTok, which is at KStew, K-S-T-E with three W's, 19. That is my username on TikTok. I'll share that through all of our social media and stuff, but every Saturday night, I think we're going to shoot for like maybe 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be doing those. Uh, Make sure you do follow our platform on TikTok, which is just Case of the Creeps podcast. It has our normal cover art on it and stuff so that we can get up to where we're being live on that site. And we're going to start doing some TikToks for you guys too. We have that. We also have, I already said at the Patreon, a lot of really good stuff is going to be coming towards you guys. We just met with the media manager on Wednesday, and he's got a lot of cool stuff cooking up here for us. So the website is about halfway through being done. We've got a lot of stuff that's really kind of techy in the works with that. So that sounded like a pterodactyl. Felt good. I bet it did. So we have that. We don't have a live event right now, but I think that might be good so that we can get through holidays and stuff. But speaking of holidays, I wasn't supposed to be in town for Thanksgiving, but things have changed and now I will be. So maybe I was thinking, hear me out. We do. Because when you think of Thanksgiving, what do you think about most? Don't. (laughs) Don't. Be not. Just be normal. When you think Thanksgiving, what's the first thing you think of? Just be normal. Just be normal. (laughs) Just be normal. Just be normal. Just answer normally. So I shouldn't say pilgrims killing Indians. No, for no, their you food? should not. No, just the last part. Just the food part. Oh, food. Okay. Food. Okay. So when you think of Thanksgiving, you think of food. What if we did a creepy course, and we do almost like a marathon, and we do three days of creeps. And each day, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we release a new episode. 
and it be a little something through the holiday season that they can listen to and stuff while they're enjoying their cherry mint and filling their bellies of turkey. We could do that. And it could be almost like on the more historic side a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. Pilgrims Killing Indians. Yeah, like Pilgrims Killing Indians. <laughs> we could do that. So we'll do that. The Thanksgiving Day Massacre. Yes. Um, we are also in the official season of Chili. So we are going to be making, well, I'm not going to be making it. Papa Bear is going to be making his Guinness chili, and we will be doing a Chili Crawlers episode for you guys. We got to do something to review, though. I don't know what we should review. Haven't reviewed. We haven't watched anything really super fun and interesting other than House of Dragon. We'll find some. Okay. So we'll figure that out and do a Chili Crawlers for you guys. Make sure that you are sending in your chili recipes to caseofthecreeps at gmail.com. Next week, I will be taking back the reins, and I am... Really excited because we're going to be covering a case that I've been obsessing over for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be on Matthew Hoffman, the leaf killer. And he's a very, very fucked up guy. So we're going to be covering him next week. And it's it, it's going to be on the longer side because I'm going really, really deep into this. And it's like with everything that I'm finding, it's blowing my mind further and further and further with this guy. And how he literally took such what could have been seen as a healthy hobby and fascination with trees and he took it to the next level was he a decrophiliac he's the reason decrophilia is a thing oh he fucked trees so he's (laughs) (laughs) oh this elm tree is very nice do you know matthew do you know that story got no idea you don't no i just know what decrophilia is don't look up anything why I know a dick really. I don't want to know. We're uh, a lot of things scare me about you, so we're gonna leave that one. What was that stuff about Ed Gein? I already knew. <clears throat> That's even scarier because I didn't. I don't. I didn't really know much. Like I knew about the nipple belt, and I knew about like <laughs> the box of vulvas. I knew about the box of vulvas. I knew about all that stuff, but like just the the intensity and depravity of his childhood and stuff is just very sad. I didn't know about that stuff, but I think that's gonna. Do- of course. Okay. Hi, Kami Cat. God. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for right now. I'm so happy to be back on track, and I have so much work to do, and I'm so excited over it. So we will see you or talk to you guys soon. Until then, we hope you creeps keep it creepy. I'm Katie. And don't forget that you can buy a belt of nipples and get two skulls for free! For free! (laughs) I'm Nate. (laughs) Bye, guys. Later.